0: Love, a temporary insanity curable by marriage, so said Ambrose Beers. This tale is an attempt to prove the reverse or at least give it a chance. Inconvenient Relations, a novel by Simi K. Rao. Prologue. Her heart fluttered as she heard the key turn in the lock. She quickly adjusted her maroon silk sari with the yellow border the one that had caught his eye and waited for his footsteps. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yes, exactly seven steps before he stopped, hesitated for a few moments, then removed his shoes one by one and arranged them neatly side by side on the shoe rack. She smiled. He had been mindful of taking his shoes off every day. I'm not used to it, but I will if you want me to. It's probably a good thing to do anyway, he had said after she made her request. He walked into the hall toward his favorite chair. He never sat on the settee beside her. As he settled down, he'd picked up the tea remote and, without looking at her, would speak in his smooth baritone. So how did you spend your day? Do anything interesting? She'd shake her head, still looking down. Though out of the corner of her eye, she'd steal glances at his feet. They were nice to look at, clean with well-manicured nails. And realizing he was not looking at her, she would vocalize in the negative. Her soft no would drown easily in the raucous loud blast from the game on TV. He probably didn't hear her. He probably didn't care. Chapter 1. Disillusion Ruhi Sharma was a blushing bride, practically a newlywed, locked up in a glittering cage for almost a month, 29 days to be exact, an object of envy of all her friends and family. 29 days ago she had signed her name beside his on the marriage certificate. She had gone through all the miscellaneous ceremonies associated with a typical Grand Indian wedding, the engagement, the mehendi, the sangeet, the haldi, and the grand finale. Her father had spared no expense until finally her betrothed had staked his claim by placing the sindur on her forehead and tying the mangal sutra around her neck. She had quietly and blissfully followed her new husband round the sacred fire, carefully listening to and reciting the Satveras in her mind. Uhi was the very beautiful and accomplished daughter of Amrit and Devyani Sharma, the apple of their eye, and they had left no stone unturned in raising her the best way they possibly could. Friends and family were surprised. For not only had Ruhi been provided with a good education, she held an MBA from a leading institution, but her parents had also made sure she was adept in other skills that a well-bred traditional Indian girl is desired to be proficient in. Therefore, nobody marveled when marriage proposals came pouring in from all directions. But the Sharmas were choosy They wanted only the best for their golden child, and they did get it, or so they surmised. The idea of giving their daughter's hand in marriage to the well-accomplished son of the most well-known family in Chandigarh was beyond their wildest imagination. It was wilder because they hadn't gone in search of it. Rather, it had come and landed in their lap. Sean, the youngest and most eligible of the Hoja clan, was 27, a fresh aerospace master's grad from a premier engineering institute located in the L.A. County of California in the United States. He had already bagged a plum job in a leading aeronautics and space exploration company in sunny L.A., My son makes interplanetary spacecraft. He is the man of the future. Had become the proud and frequent rant of Mr. Shiv Ahuja, who seemed to be trying to paint his son in the most rosy of tones, even though he didn't need to. For as soon as Ruhi saw her future husband's likeness, she lost her heart. And there was no question of a retrieval chai huh Ah, yes yes please with a pinch of sugar thanks he took the cup from her hands careful not to touch her fingers ruhi closed her eyes she could now repeat every movement every word i wrote he was a creature of habit and she was bored What was supposed to be the most exciting time in every young woman's life had turned out to be the worst. Well, not really. He wasn't mean. Rather, he was a perfect gentleman. Too perfect. Oh, how she wished he would scream or be mean and nasty. Or at least that would bring some excitement into a not-so-happening life. Ruhi laughed, pausing as she brushed her long black hair, rather hysterically. The bombshell had dropped on the wedding night. Sean had walked into the room late as she sat there, a shy bride, in all her wedding finery, waiting. Nervous yet excited at the same time to meet the man she had hardly spoken to or looked at. What would he say? talk about, or do. She had heard a lot of stories about what to expect, some factual and some fabricated. Her friends had prepared her well, but she wanted her own wedding night to be special, unique, and it was. Sitting down on the bed in front of her, he had taken her hand in his and said very gently as if to tone down the trauma, I bet you are one of the most beautiful brides in the world. But I'm sorry I cannot make love to you. There is someone else. Not sure if she had heard right. Ruhi had watched, puzzled, as she lay down on the mattress and turned his back to her. What was that? A plain and blunt dismissal of her dreams? Her life? Was that all? Chapter 2. Compromise Ruhi had lain awake all night, quite unable to digest the shock. Was this really happening to her, Ruhi Sharma, for whom receiving love notes from potential suitors had become as routine and sundry as brushing her teeth? Could a man really reject her, her own husband at that? It was hard to absorb. The following morning, Sean found Ruhi sitting in the same position he had left her in the night before. Feeling sorry, he made an offer. You can opt out right now. I expect you would want to do so. Don't worry. I will take care of everything. Turning to him with an unusually serene expression in her tired eyes, she said, No. No. That is not an option. I can't be the cause of distress to my parents. I'm willing to carry on with the charade, that is, if it's all right with you. Sean wasn't just disappointed, he was taken aback. This was highly unexpected. It was meant to be only a small complication, but now all his plans had gone awry. He had clearly informed his father about his ongoing affair— but Shiva Huja, being who he was, had dismissed it. Oh, so you're playing around with a white woman? Well, that happens, my son, and it doesn't matter. But it matters to me, Dad. I love her. And does she love you? I think so, yes, I'm pretty sure about it, he replied. albeit a uh, little doubtfully. Then, is she willing to marry you and be my Bahu? Shan had averted his eyes' in embarrassment. She, can mm, can't. She's already married. It's, it's complicated. Oh, so, that's the situation, Shiv had beamed. And here I was straining my brains, wondering why my son hadn't hooked up with a girl yet. Shan, by no means, was lacking in looks. He was unusually handsome, of good build and above average height. He liked to maintain an athletic physique with regular exercise. But despite being inundated with innumerable, suitable matches, each woman's family willing to part with unbelievable amounts in dowry, he had steadfastly declined. He had even refused to pay a visit to his hometown until now his hand finally being forced by the news of his Dadaji's terminal illness, whose final wish was to see his youngest grandson married and settled in life. But what Shan lacked in moral makeup, he made up with his integrity. I don't want to live under false pretenses. I do not want to be instrumental in ruining an innocent life. Then, are you willing to let Papa-ji go to his deathbed with his final wish unfulfilled? Do you want the shadow of his regret to cloud the rest of our family's future? His father had asked him. Shan wasn't too pleased, but his father was leaving him with no real options. Just get married to this nice girl, bid farewell to your dadaji. Then you can do whatever you wish. Get a divorce or, if you're a real man, carry on at both ends. Neither party need know. She winked conspiratorially while giving Sean a sound thump on his back. His son wasn't surprised. For a long time he had suspected that his father ran more than one household and his long-suffering mother probably knew but was too tired to fight it. He went through with his farce. No one raised a finger. Fortunately for Sean, it appeared his grandfather had been holding on to his last breath for this particular event before he gave up and was declared free from this world. But undoubtedly, the extent of his alarm was immeasurable when Ruhi refused his offer of an amicable separation. He was flummoxed. Why did he have to carry on living a pained existence with this girl until she made up her mind to set him free? She was being unreasonable. But, uh, but I can't carry out the duties of a normal husband, she asked without hesitation. Sean was surprised. Yes, he said. I don't expect you to, especially after what you told me last night. But can we maybe give us a chance? There was a desperate note of a plea in her voice. Not exactly enjoying the exchange with Ruhi, he retorted, No, that's impossible. I was forced into this. The words were out before he could take them back. But I wasn't. What about me? Where is my fault in all this? Sean glared at the ceiling. Why was he being made to feel guilty? Well, that was the reason for my offer. You can end this now, and you will be free to start a new life again. He looked eagerly at her. This was the opportune time to get his way. She laughed. (laughs) That's easy for you to say. You are a man. But in this society, a woman rejected after marriage is like a pariah. All the men who used to flock around me would not even consider looking at me again. Thanks to you. She continued with a wry smile. Besides, what about my parents? Their dreams? What about... All my father had to go through to get the best possible match for his only daughter? Sean closed his eyes. He hadn't realized. Things were much more complicated than he had imagined. Then she said in a much calmer tone, I request you to think this over because it doesn't affect just the two of us. It does a lot of others those whom I love and care for about and beyond myself. Perhaps if you give it a month or two, we could develop differences. I could tell my father, I can't stay with you, that we don't get along, and you'd understand. It won't be as harsh, and you would be free to do as you please. Looking at her, Sean wondered, Did she really mean what she said? It's just a request she said again. He nodded, but was silent. He needed some time to think. I hope you enjoyed the introductory chapters of my first novel, Inconvenient Relations*. It's a very spicy romance of what appears kind of reluctant in the beginning uh, between Sean and Ruhi. Uh, There are quite a few twists and turns and intrigue. Um, We'll be up with the future chapters soon. Meanwhile, if you are in a hurry to read, you can always get it on Kindle or order the paperback on Amazon. Signing off, have a good weekend.